Alright, hello ladies and germs. Welcome to another Crossroads podcast, number 61. This is going to be another solo podcast. I want to tell you a story, a scary story. So, I'm going to light a candle. And why is this a scary story? Well, it's going to be about a near-death experience that yours truly had when I was in college. And I was uh, on psychedelic drugs and alcohol. So, which messes with your mind as well. Now, I'm going to light some sage too. Some sweet grass. Try to keep some good vibes in here. I don't know if y'all believe in that stuff. I like to think that, you know, stuff like that might help cleanse the environment. Maybe it's just from my Native American heritage. I also got my wife one of these little Tibetan singing bowls. Check it. Dude, that, isn't that wild? Like, such a, like, trippy sound, it sounds like. I don't even know. Sounds like some alien, man. Like, maybe that's what a UFO sounds like when it comes to pick you up. I don't know. Anyways, that's what the, my near-death experience felt like. Aliens picking me up or God being like, yo, you coming home. Actually, not yet, because it was near death. Alright, so first of all, a little disclaimer. Not obviously recommending to do drugs, because they almost killed me. So, this is in fact just a story. A true story about my life experience. If you'd like me to turn it into a cartoon... Sorry, I'm messing with my beard here. I've been working on dreadlocking the bottom of my beard, and it's a little, a little off balance. Anyways, forget about my beard. What I was saying is if you'd like me to turn this story into a cartoon, let me know in the comments down below. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe and the notification bell because I have tons of stories about psychedelic experiences I've had because I'm a drug addict and I've been sober over a year now so yeah they say you can get a lot higher without drugs than with drugs so cheers to y'all sober I'll be drinking some kombucha synergy sacred life nine billion living probiotics in here can you believe that nine billion that number is like astronomical it's insane all right so get let's get down to the nitty-gritty to the business so here's how it all happened if you haven't heard my podcast about my first uh, LSD trip make sure you go check it out because it was a good trip it was good and bad it wasn't really a bad trip it was just kind of scary at moments now this one was really scary so I'm in Seattle Washington in college and I got a couple sugar cubes of acid in my freezer and my roommate opens up the freezer and he says, what are these? And I was like, oh, that's just some acid. He's like, oh, really? Let's do it. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. I didn't really plan on sharing the LSD with anybody. But I figured I might as well enjoy this experience with somebody else. 
and me and my roommate had a lot of differences. But we could get along, especially after a few beers. Like, uh, I was kind of the pothead hippie, and he was a little more, you know, just straight up. Although I don't know if he was straight. <laughs> Which doesn't really matter to me. I don't care what way you swing or your orientation. Anyways, beside the point. So we dropped this LSD. Start cracking a few cold beers. I'm like smoking some weed, smoking some cigarettes out of the dorm room window. I remember like sitting on the edge of the dorm room window and we're on like, I don't remember what floor. Second, third, fourth. I don't remember. But we're watching this movie, The Illusionist. Which really starts tripping me out because it starts making me feel like, you know, reality is just an illusion. Like, like reality is not really real. And then when it really starts hitting me, I remember kind of like singing and grabbing the air. And my roommate was like, dude, stop. Your singing is really freaking me out. And when I started singing, I felt like a, like a snake charmer or something. Like something was moving through me. When I was grabbing the air, it was like I was pulling into different dimensions because I, w I would like grab the air and it would just turn into like rainbow checkerboards. It was so weird. I was totally like out of control. It was like I was in a trance and something was happening. So then he's like, let's go outside. I'm going to smoke a cigarette and get some air. So we go outside. And then I don't know what happened. I just lost my mind, I guess. It was, you know, nighttime, probably like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night downtown Seattle, Washington. It's not the most good vibes place in the world. Actually, it's pretty pretty weird vibes. Kind of some bad vibes downtown Seattle. And I lost my mind. I don't know what happened. But I kind of came back into reality and what was going through my mind was crash into reality, crash into reality. And I was running butt naked through the streets head on into traffic and there's cars just like swerving out of my way I am so lucky I didn't get hit by a car and die so I <laughs> like just imagining that right now like myself running naked through the streets, head on in traffic, and being that person in the car is like, oh my god, like, who's this naked man running through the streets? Oh, Seattle, Washington, ugh. Just another night. But, yeah, that was me, that madman. I run up an exit ramp, and, I don't know, it's like 20, 30 feet. 40 feet off the ground. I don't even remember. I climb up onto the edge. I look over the edge and I think to myself, if thou art to live, thou shalt be saved. And it was like I was going to like try to kill myself, basically. Like I didn't want to like live anymore or something. I don't know. And I'd battled suicidal thoughts for a long time, very depressed, and kind of the reasons I would do these drugs was like searching for answers, searching for a meaning to life. And I jumped. Now they said I was trying to fly, but I definitely was not trying to fly. Like I knew I couldn't fly. I, but in my right mind, I would have never done any of that, you know, and so I continue going through this trip, but this trip I had then, I you know, I hit the ground, like on my side, and landed in kind of a fetal position. 
And the next thing I remember happening was just blacked out and I was following the light at the end of the tunnel. So I was going through the tunnel to the light. I finally made it to the light and I felt like I was in heaven or like limbo or something and there was these I don't know if you would call them the lords of karma or some sort of like it felt almost like my my family dead relatives or it just felt like home it felt like I'd been there before and it was like warmth and nirvana it was like absolute pure bliss and they were kind of saying to me like telepathically or something, I couldn't see anybody, it was just light. Like everybody and everything was light, including myself, it was just like souls. And they're like, you see this, Jake? You can have all of this. Like all of this is waiting for you, this is yours. But you have to go back to Earth and fulfill your destiny and get your karma right. And the next thing I remember is I was like, my soul or my spirit was being hurled it was like God threw me from the heavens, like rejected me. And, you know, I was thrown through the cosmos. I could see myself traveling through the cosmos back to the planet. I could see my body laying in these like rose bushes or something. And I was like, oh shit, there's my body. I gotta go get back in that thing and I'm you know laying there naked in the rose bushes in downtown Seattle so like halfway dead basically dead I was gone I was out of it I was in the beyond and I, I wake back up I come to and I thought I was in the Garden of Eden you know I look at my body and I'm just like covered in cuts and blood I'm bleeding and I'm like looking to the sky like looking at the moon and the stars and screaming like why God why did you let me do this why and I know it was like my choice or something but I felt like almost like it was supposed to happen or like oh is this my destiny or my fate or something why why did this happen was this meant to be? Was this meant to happen? Or was it just, that one? oh, bad choice, almost died. And so, then I go into this kind of monkey mode. And I climb up this fence, like this steel fence. And I jump down. Oh, when I was on the top of the fence, all these crackheads down there, like, oh my god, look at that guy. What's he doing? And... I'm just down there like panicking and screaming like oh my god what's going on and next thing I know I'm surrounded by cops and I'm being rushed into an ambulance and I'm just going in and out of consciousness and as I'm going in and out of consciousness you know laying on the stretcher I'm going like up to these different levels of like the heavens or consciousness where I'm in the clouds and I'm like talking to people and visiting friends and family and they're, I don't even really remember what we were talking about at all. But I remember sitting, like it was almost like Nimbus clouds like in Dragon Ball Z where we're all sitting on these different clouds like speaking to each other and they're kind of like giving me guidance or something. And then I start, you know, going through these phases where I'm on the stretcher again in the hospital. They're wheeling me in, and they got my mother on the phone. And I'm like, oh, Mom, I'm so sorry. I made this happen, and I let this happen. And happy Mother's Day. I think it was her mother's, I think it was Mother's Day or her birthday. And I just felt so horrible. Yeah, it was Mother's Day. And so as I'm going in and out of consciousness and they're like, he's speaking gibberish or speaking tongues or you can't understand what he's saying. 
And I don't know what I was saying. It was just like blah 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 and it was like, it felt like a like a transformer or like the Megazord from Power Rangers or something like it. Just it was going through the weirdest like changes of like coming back to reality, where everything was going through my head again. You know, all the animals, insects, cosmos, planets, alphabets, numbers, literally like everything in existence. My whole life my childhood, even the beyond, and it's just always rushing through my head, and I would keep going in and out of consciousness, and I'd wake up, like, getting CAT scanned, like, going through these machines, getting hooked up and tested, and then I wake up the next morning, still naked, strapped down to a hospital bed with like IVs in me and I'm like you know they're pumping me full of water and probably sedation because I was fucking like crazy and there's a police officer there and he's like hell oh, man I picked you up last night and you were naked like totally naked running through the streets and I was like I I know I, I kind of remember that and I'm still naked and, like, my wiener was, like, in a, like, a plastic cup, so I didn't, like, piss all over the place. And I just remember hollering to the nurse, because there's this female nurse, like, sitting right next to me, like, doing stuff on the computer. And I'm like, oh, excuse me, miss, can you get me a blanket, please? Like, I don't want to be, like, totally exposed to everybody right now. And she said, oh, yeah, sure, here you go. Are you doing okay? And I'm like, I'm coming back to it. And, you know, looking around, I'm still tripping. Like, I'm hallucinating. I felt like I was, like, in Atlantis or something, like the way that everything looked. It was just so unreal. It was out of this world. Now, I was naked. So I didn't have no clothes. So they gave me like paper clothes, like these blue paper clothes. Um, like I might have had hospital pants and a paper shirt or something. And they kind of just sent me on my way. I didn't even have shoes. I still had all these things stuck to me, all the stickies and my hospital wristband. And like, all right. I go to like check myself out. I couldn't find my way out of this hospital. I'm like walking around like lost because my mind, I can't even figure out what happened or or like who I was even sometimes. Like, like what? I'm just coming back to it. And so I finally find my way out and they're kind of like, are you sure you're good to go? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yes. I didn't know where the hell I was. I was in like Harborview Heights. And I'm like, I gotta make it downtown. I got no map. I have no phone. And I just start walking. Like I look to the ocean and I can kind of see some of the buildings from the area that I lived in. I just start walking. And like, that must be the right way. I'll follow my intuition. So I just keep walking, I come across this dude who literally looked like a troll. Like, he looked like a lawn gnome. And he, uh, like, I was like, yo, do you got a cigarette? And he's like, yep, yeah, well, I rolled this one for you, especially this morning. So he gave me a rolly cigarette. And I keep on walking down the way. 
just like, my God, what happened? How am I going to find my way back? I'm such a disappointment to myself, my family, everybody, my roommate. I'm like, oh, yeah, my roommate. So I finally kind of make it back downtown. And before I go to my, like, dormitory apartments, because I don't got my keys, I don't have anything to get back in, and... I'm in, like, hospital garb with no shoes on. And I get back downtown to the spot that I jumped off this exit ramp and was running around naked. Basically, I had this near-death experience, and I... My roommate comes, Jake, what the hell happened to you last night, dude? And I was like, I, dude, I don't even know. And so he came back, and he's like, here's your phone, here's your clothes. I gathered everything I could. And I, I, like, I'm super grateful for him for, you know, doing that. Um, and, like, being there to have my back, even though we didn't really get along. And we were kind of, like, not really good friends. We'd try to be good buddies, you know. He would look out for me, and I was just a madman, like... I was so lost and so crazy and just almost living with a death wish. Like, I didn't care about nothing. I didn't care about my school, my job. I just was like, I'm in here, get a rock band, sex, drugs, rock and roll. That's all. And the vibe, the energies or something, just, I lost it. And so that was my near-death experience. And you would think I would have stopped. You would think I would have stopped drinking alcohol doing drugs but no I just kept doing drugs kept drinking I wanted to forget about it and I kept thinking like why did this happen I felt almost special because it happened and maybe I would like kind of flaunt the story like man look can you believe this happened to me how cool no 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 it's not cool like um, that was psychotic. That was insane. I totally lost my mind. I'm lucky to be alive. And sometimes I'd look back on it and I would think, like, did I die? Did I come back to life and this was just, I'm in a different reality, a different realm, and this was my hell I'd have to go through? And, you know, I, I don't know. And so I talked to my therapist about that type of stuff, of how I would wrestle with... You know, is my life a dream or nightmare? My reality, some sort of heaven or hell? And, you know, I study these different ideas about life and what is life? Um, you know, because I would think like my afterlife, like if I was reincarnated, wouldn't my afterlife be another life? Like it's my death. I'm dead. My afterlife is just life after life. You know what I mean? So I'd be tripping on that stuff and just still searching for something. And a lot of times it was just like I was just searching for poison. I just wanted to forget about everything and intoxicate myself, drown my sorrows and live in this kind of drug-addled state of mind where I was just like wrestling with God and my inner demons and really searching for a connection to God and like spirit gods or angels or aliens or Jesus Christ or the Buddha, Krishna, whatever any of these ascended masters could be, any sort of something I was just searching for anything and I would I was look into it all because I just needed to know the truth I needed to find some understanding and like why why did this happen like I know I made this bad decision what is it somehow for some sort of greater good hopefully like why did I live through this why am I still alive why couldn't I have just died Know, and it'd just be all over and I wouldn't have to suffer any longer and, and figure it out and 
you know, get a job that I hate while I'm like trying to find some sort of deeper meaning to life and be like, I want to forget about the deeper meaning. I don't, I don't want to think about none of that stuff. I just want to live life and watch TV and cartoons and, and it's just like, that's not, that's not life. I can't just do nothing. So then later in life, I cleaned up a bit, <laughs> a bit, um, found the love of my life, my wife, had kids, and still through all those years, do drugs too, and hide mainly psychedelic drugs. You would think, again, why would you ever do that after you nearly killed yourself? And the reason why was it was such a powerful and profound experience that Again, I just wanted more. Maybe I just wanted to be closer and closer to death. I don't know. Uh, maybe there was, I just felt like there was more to understand or I could go dive deeper, deeper into my mind or further out of my mind. And that's when it also became like escapism and the astral projection or transcendental meditation wasn't just about you know, clearing your mind and finding inner peace, but about escaping the harsh realities of life and so yeah that's my story about my near death experience from street acid and alcohol abuse and now the thing is too about street acid LSDs like, I don't know if that was actually LSD of course I like to think it was but again could have been some test chemicals a bad batch a strong batch where it's like i don't know maybe they dropped one drop on there maybe they accidentally dropped like two three four five you don't know um and that's just how it is somebody could have been all tripped out one night while they're like blottering things out and they're like uh, uh whoops uh, whoops I guess somebody's gonna have a good time. <laughs> so, yeah. Kids, adults out there. I do not recommend doing street drugs. I think that there is something that could be experienced if you do make those choices. Make sure and do it in a safe setting with a guide or a babysitter, some sort of a shaman or a doctor, or at least, you know, somebody that's going to watch over you and not let you leave and go running crazy through the streets or operate a motor vehicle or nothing. But who's going to take my advice? I'm the type of guy that I would go get acid at the bar and perform live music and go do drugs at music festivals and, again, just run around crazy, lose my mind, and and I'll save those stories for another video. I'll tell you, though, I'm so grateful that I don't live that life anymore. And I make these videos, I've been really afraid to make these videos and tell my stories, you know, and let me know if you want me to make cartoons about them, because I will do that. Check out Soulfire Tunes. I mainly do a lot of, like, hip-hop music videos, but I want to I've been writing a lot of cartoons and storyboarding them and I want to bring them to life. But again, I make these to hopefully, you know, just to share the stories, entertain people, maybe help people not make the same poor decisions as me or to find some sort of understanding or knowledge or inspiration from it all. And hopefully know maybe save some people like my kids from ever making these decisions because I don't ever want them to do the things I've done and make the mistakes I've made so I hope that other people can learn from my mistakes because I really do care about people and it took me a long time to care about myself and to take care of myself and, you know, taking care of my family is my main responsibility. And with my runaway spirit, 
I wasn't always taking care of my responsibilities. I I would be selfish and, you know, uh, quit my job maybe because I'd have these grandiose ideas of myself and being God's special person or special creation. And I do believe that, you know, we all could have a destiny and fate and that, you know, God or whatever is beyond that created us all. If we're that spark of consciousness and connected to that, that ideally we do want to have a good life experience and hopefully some positive transformations. But it's all, to me, it's like trying to find redemption, you know, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil and to make the good choices and be a good person because sometimes those negative energies would take a hold of me. That's another reason why I quit drinking and doing these drugs is because it was not doing any good for me. It was turning me into a monster and it, it was just not good. So, I hope y'all enjoyed this story and this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the different environment I got going on. I got some lights in the darkness. And I'm going to keep doing more of these solo podcasts telling y'all stories. Because the uh, truth is I have tons of psychedelic experience stories. From... LSD, mushrooms, DMT, even, you know, just marijuana. And I'll tell you about my experiences with alcohol, alcoholism. And, um, yeah, even those other substances can be quite psychedelic, too, like um, cocaine, ecstasy, amphetamines, molly. You know, sassafras, the test chemicals. I don't know. I was just, you know, even the pills, opiates, psychotropics, like they're all, they alter you. They change you. And they, I'm not saying that drugs can't help you through life, but uh, there is that one toke over the line. So. If you're going to ingest any substances, <laughs> suggest you know what they are. Get them from a reliable source and physician, doctor. Go to therapy if you need to. Psychiatrist. I'm working on all that stuff. I'm not trying to tell y'all what to do, but I've dealt with things like a savior complex, especially even after that near-death experience was like, I just want to save myself. and But I would externalize it and be like, I, I could save other people. Like, I would literally feel like Jesus at times, like feel like the second coming of Christ and that, that I was uh, born to awaken humanity and save people. And, you know, that's kind of not the most healthy thoughts to have. Maybe I can turn some people on to make some good choices. But really, I got also into all this esoteric stuff about the body, the mind, and the soul, and how it is a, a temple for the divine spirit and consciousness, the Holy Spirit. So I do believe that there's good within everybody and there's good out there and there's a lot of evil that is out there and even within us that we have that potential to feed our dark side or our light side you know living in this world of duality I do this shadow work with myself and the therapist to just acknowledge the dark side of my personality and these aspects that I don't like and that I want to hide from the world and I guess that's what I'm choosing to do now is to share it with the world kind of expose the parts of me that I didn't want to show or to admit are 
the truth because I feel ashamed or guilty and embarrassed, humiliated by these choices. And I'm not doing this to like get recognition or clout or fame. Nothing like that. It's not like I have like a bunch of followers or subscribers and who knows if people really listen all the way through. I hope I do connect with people. But I don't wanna just have a quick connection and it's like here, there, gone. That dude's madman. I don't wanna to listen to him. I wanna connect with people that do wanna listen and that that um there's a reason or a meaning behind what I'm doing and that the energy and the time that I spend putting out there and getting these messages out that they go to some sort of good use or that they find the people they're supposed to find because um, if I could just speak to myself from the past I would have said hey man don't do that um, and I would trip on that all the time especially when I would just keep eating acid keep eating acid and I'd sit and meditate eat like a whole 10 strip of acid and you know just try to like literally travel through time to my past and communicate with my past self and say change your ways you you have to change you're going to kill yourself if you want to live a good life and you want to succeed you need to stop just find the courage reach out pray prayer actually works you know when i was trying to get off these substances it was so hard to do myself other people would try to get me to quit and I'm just such a rebel I would never listen I was like dude no forget you and ultimately I wanted to quit even though I couldn't quit I'm just an addict there's something about my personality and my character defect and this allergy in my brain that is just like wants more wants more wants more and it's never enough is the thing and it's always too much though um, and so when I think back on oh, if I could have just done things different and the, the regrets I have and the resentment towards myself or others and having to finally release that and you know find that inner peace and apologize to people and make amends and forgive others and for, forgive myself really for letting myself become such a monster that I never want to become it was uh, one of those things where it's like I don't know if I should have done anything different because I wouldn't have my wife and kids and they mean everything to me I love my kids so much and that's why I had to get clean, too. I was like, dude, if I don't change, I don't want my kids to end up like me because they just want to be like dad, you know? And I don't want them to feel like they got to run away or escape their reality through substances or whatever it may be. I just want to be there for them, take care of them, guide them to help make the right decisions and and even with my music, hopefully can get some of these messages transmuted through the music and cartoons and videos and podcasts. Because what else am I do? I do drywall. I work on houses. I got all sorts of other businesses, investments. But there's so many aspects to my personality. And that's something I'll have to deal with too because I would disassociate from childhood traumas, from the traumas I induced on myself, um, and the traumas from the world, and how scary this world can be, and just the things that are out of my power, and I would just disassociate, and it kind of created this disassociative identity disorder where I didn't want to be myself. I hated myself, I, but at the same time, I would love myself and think I was the, the greatest person on earth. I think that I was God. Or Jesus, like I said, and or even at times I'd think like I'm the devil. I'm so I'm making such the wrong choices, and I would just relish in it. Um, I, I don't know. It's like 
maybe there are archetypes in our mind and I would just sometimes let these I would become these things you know I could be angelic or I could be hellish and it's all about like what choice do I want to make who do I want to be the good guy or the bad guy you know or the rad guy find that balance and be like you know what like I said there's this aspect of my personality over here I got this devil on my shoulder trying to tell me hey man go drink that bottle of whiskey go do that cocaine forget about what your responsibilities your job and the things you love forget about that you know you love to get fucked up and then there's this other aspect of my personality. I got this angel on my shoulder. It's like, hey, man, the things you really love, your wife, your kids, your family, your friends, you don't want to lose that. Don't go run away and don't drink that beer. Don't take that shot and go spend the rest of your night out at the bar and don't go look for love and lust beyond your home. Don't, you don't have to search for fame and fortune to feel good about yourself. You don't have to feel power and influence all these other people to feel good about yourself. It took me a long time to, to just feel good about myself and to practice self-love. So these are some of the things maybe I learned from the near-death experience. I don't know. You know, I still even wrestle with like going to church probably can go to church here soon I've been trying to read the Bible and you know because I'd say I read into all these different things looking at all these different religions just searching for meaning and understanding um, even just different belief systems that aren't specifically like religious um, things just different aspects of what reality or life could possibly be about and you know, to no longer just feed my fascination with death, but to feed into the, how fascinating life is. And that life is a gift, and it can be taken away from us in the flick of a snap. And, you know, stuff like that would lead me back down the rabbit hole. People I loved and cared about passing away. And it would make they would die from substance abuse people in my family that I have the same genetic makeup as and I would follow suit, follow down that same path, making the same choices. Be at a funeral, loaded, psychedelic drugs, and alcohol, and just, you know, crying away or hiding the pain hiding away and just wallowing in my sorrows and wrestling with God and my inner demons and be like, why, 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 why? Why is this all happening? And I don't know why. Maybe it's a constant search. All I know is that Gandhi said something like, you've got to become the change you wish to see in this world, and I want to make some positive changes in my life. And that's what I'm doing. So hopefully y'all dig this podcast. I'm going to quit rambling. I'm going to get back to my life, drinking the old kombucha and water. Stay tuned for more podcasts, because like I said, I have like hundreds of these psychedelic experiences and they they're all so profound about the adventures through the mind out of the mind and the astral world or um other like interdimensional beings you'd come across or i don't even know what they'd be hallucinations and shared hallucinations that i wouldn't just see them others would see them these paranormal experiences healing experiences, spiritual experiences, um, you know, visions of heaven, visions of hell, uh, moments of clarity and serenity 
and absolute peace and understanding in moments of chaos and just fury and adrenaline and aggression and just rage and losing control and then having to find control and balance again and just I don't know but if you want to hear more of these let me know because I literally have hundreds and that's kind of sad to say because I just couldn't stop just could not stop you know buy another hundred hits over and over again buy another vial Sometimes I'd just be giving them, especially as I got more well-known as a musician and be playing concerts and music festivals and, you know, people just give that to me. Having the Grateful Dead tattoo on my neck, this bolt, people just give me acid. And that's when the temptation is hard to say no, because it's like, oh, I don't even have to search for it, I don't even have to pay for it, it's just given to me. And it wouldn't just be given to me in like a little bit. It'd be like, yo, I'd be like, I'm going to get sober. And it would just show up. Temptation would show up and he'd be like, yo, here's a whole grip of it. Full doses. Micro doses. I'd be micro dosing, putting things in, hiding away in my water bottles and little vials. Little um, breath mint things or little visine things. I don't know why. It's just what you do when you're a drug addict. You just stash it all over the place. Because you never want to run out. And you always want to have like a little bit somewhere. And because you think if you can just get like a little bit of that substance or that molecule within your body, it'll make you feel okay. And at the same time, when I'd be loaded on these drugs and alcohol, it felt to me like a deal with the devil. Like, I'd be like, oh man, I sold my soul to this substance again. It's taking control of me. I'm losing my soul. And, and not only did it like feel like a deal with the devil, but I literally would feel like I made a deal with the devil. Like in past lives, and that's again why I have it called the Crossroads Podcast, because I would feel literally like the crossroads in my own body. Like, I felt like I was the crossroads. And that, you know, all these people I came across, I would feel like I'm out there doing God's work or the devil's work, and then I got to, you know, connect with all these souls and touch these souls or... I would feel like I have these soul contracts within my own self that I have like this duty that I was born with and I signed up for in the beyond and that I have a mission on this planet and it's like a spiritual mission and that maybe there's like other different souls I gotta connect to and bring them somewhere in the other life I don't know it's craziness it's like cult-ish vibes and maybe it's where my fascination with cults and these spiritual leaders are that always lead to some sort of greed and egotistic power, you know, sex, drugs, and bad stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I have to tame myself with the old sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I love rock and roll. I love sex, and I love drugs. And the thing is, i got to just control it play some country music, play some folk, play some meditation music and some good vibes, some tribal shamanistic music and find that peace, love and harmony, you know what I mean? Even I get caught up in the hip hop world and tons of drugs there too, even in the construction world, tons of drugs out there too, they're all over the place, I'm sure they're in the schools, the churches, the government. There's temptation all around. Like I said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the strength to change the things I can. I don't even remember. It's been so hard for me to, to even remember prayers and the serenity prayer. But before I end this podcast...
that's what I'm gonna leave it with. And it's, I'm ashamed that I even gotta look it up. O oh God and Heavenly Father, grant to us the serenity of mind to accept that which cannot be changed, courage to change that which can be changed, and the wisdom to know one from the other. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Yeah, there's some simpler forms, of course, like, um, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So, yeah, I mean... I wish you all the best, peace and love. I hope that if you're out there struggling, that your struggles come to an end and you find that success. And that if you're dealing with addiction or mental health issues, don't be afraid to hit that number. I think it's uh, like, they got a new number for it. Um, suicide hotline it's no longer just like a 1-800 number it's dial 988 suicide and crisis lifeline and you can get set up with a you know probably like mental health specialist and there's somebody on that other line to help you reach out to me send me a message and just say hey man I'm going through a hard time and you know I'll respond back to you because I'm not out there getting loaded anymore. I'm taking care of my family and just working and creating content from the home studio. Maybe one day I'll get back out on the road and tour, travel around, but I get anxiety about all that stuff because it's a dangerous world and I don't like to be away from my family. I want to be here to protect them and, and, um, you know, sometimes I worry that there's people out there that maybe they don't want you to get your messages across. Maybe it's just my paranoia. Maybe it's just my imagination. But, again, that's where my anxiety would not just be like, oh, I'm, I have anxiety to go to, to the grocery store or to go talk to a client or a boss. No, it would be anxiety like I made a deal with the devil and the devil's coming for my soul and that I'm not worthy of God's love. And that there's um, bad things coming back to me. And all the wrong I've done, my karma's going to catch up with me. Even though I've been trying to make the right choices, I made might have made a bad choice years ago that's going to finally catch up to me. Or maybe I made a bad choice in past lives that are going to affect me in this life. I don't know. All I know is I can make the changes now to do good. So hopefully I've done good with this story and didn't keep y'all too bored anyways if you have some experiences you'd like to share on the podcast feel free to send me a message or comment that you would like to chat through like a zoom chat and record it and share it on the podcast so thanks for tuning in to another crossroads podcast number 61 and I'll talk to you again soon with another another super far out story. And uh, love y'all. Take care. Don't be afraid to reach out.